powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. You know what, Leaf fans? There's often it's often said that there are three certainties in life: death, taxes, and the Leafs losing in three on three. How do you fix that? Well, you make it a four on three, Armand, <laughs> and that's what happened. The Leafs win the game in overtime, not in three on three, but in you four on three fashion. Woo! That was a good game. That was, was a good, good game. game. Very it was entertaining. Still a lot of good fun. Yeah. It was good, wholesome fun for a Saturday evening. My name is Fuad Suleiman. And to my left or my right, depending on how you're watching <laughs> it, is Armand. How is everybody doing tonight? Of course, we have so much to talk about with this game. We have the streak has continued on. I don't know about you, but the streak is 22. Okay, to quote the great Taylor Swift. And uh, yeah, there is just, there's a lot to go on this game, but, um, and the Leafs, another streak, the point streak. Yep. Since November 11th, we haven't lost in regulation. So a whole month, the Leafs have not lost in regulation time. Unbelievable, guys. This is, this is a run. This is an awesome run. Uh, we had a couple of missteps on the way. Yeah. But, you know, we made it. You know, Kadri scored. Uh, I think everybody knew that was the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we got it that was, down early. Yeah, everybody, everybody knew that was the way it was going to go. But you know what, Armand? If you think you know which way it's going to go, make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, go Morocco, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. But pregame, live in play, or one of our many prop bets, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. So, yeah. You know, it was uh, it was a good, you know, thankfully they won that. Because I thought in the beginning it was uh, it was kind of topsy-turvy. So, I, I, I thought the pressure was great to start. But uh, you know, it was it was pretty. There there was some sloppy moments, but uh, yeah. you know, everything kind of works out in the end. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a pretty sloppy game overall. Like I wouldn't have been too surprised had we lost that. You know, I think you know over this recent stretch, you know, since November 11th, pretty much, we've actually been playing some really solid hockey, and this was sort of a win that just. You know, I think our stars kind of came out and just scored when they needed to, right? And like William Nylander, probably one of the best games of his career. I think it's a career night in terms of points. He had four points best tonight. Game. Yeah, best season of his career so far. Yeah, he's, he's on pace for something like I don't know what it is. I think it's like forty-eight goals. Like that's insane. Like that's ridiculous. That's those are some crazy numbers here so oh no sorry i gotta quit blake taylor said i suck so thanks blake taylor i have to quit guys sorry let me leave but yeah. no more no more game over you're on your own armand thanks thanks everyone no i'm sorry i just have to i just have to make make a make light of that no it was it was a great game um obviously matt murray you know had some interesting performances a performance with his saves there but um lack or lack thereof with his saves yeah this is probably his worst game i would say of the and year yeah. And hey, that to have his worst game in December, I think that's all right. You know, you don't yeah. judge somebody based on their best or their worst performance. You judge them on the body of work. Yeah. But before I was, you know, before I, I had to make that little statement there, uh, 
Yeah, Willie. Yeah, lost in all the Mitch Marner point streak, which is obviously is amazing, and it's been the story of the season. Is Willie Nylander? I mean, he is on pace for like well, like forty-seven goals or something. Yeah, I'm, I can't really math very well, but yeah, it was 40, sure I forty-eight. It. I did the math right, like right now, <laughs> just to check 48, 48.06 or whatever, but forty-eight. And you know, like if if there's a chance he hits fifty, like that's huge huge like yeah. that is one of the best value contracts like on our team like what a stellar deal and like what a player he's turning out to be it's it's insane like you know both both of his goals tonight were just really good shots like they were from the outside they weren't particularly like uh, he's high sniping. danger spots but like he snipes it like yeah just a really really good game from him and he was really looking for it as well on the the last power play that we had he was shooting it all the time i think he was yeah for the hattie remember everyone remember everyone's uncle said that william nylander had a terrible contract <laughs> i remember yeah when he signed it you know it was a tumultuous process signing him you know when it went <laughs> to like december it was yeah literally last minute last hour that we did it but yeah what like just a fantastic game from him yeah, yeah, he's just been absolutely unbelievable. I mean, we did have everybody score in this game. I mean, that Austin Matthews first goal was again. I, every I, I'm there, I'm I shouldn't be shocked when I see him shoot like like those shots, but I've never seen a player where like when he shoots the puck, I audibly go. <laughs> I do, I do, I do the whistle. You know the. That's what yeah. I do. I I I have to go like I have to, I, I make the stink face too. I'm like. It's Dude. like the, the Ray Ferraro, <laughs> the moaning that he does. Like, that's what it all, I only remind, like, I always remind myself of that every time Matthew shoots. It just makes Ray Ferraro just go like, oh, my God. Every time. It's amazing. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a special player. I mean, the yeah, shot. and Yeah. Yeah. And, and I I thought that, um, you know, being, it was like a back and forth situation. You know, Calgary, Calgary's a, a really solid team there. I mean, I mean, Dan Vladar did make some really good saves. Uh, it it kind of goes to show you that like goaltending is is like the most inexact science ever because yeah. they signed Markstrom and they thought you know like this is our guy. You know, he's a Vesna caliber goalie. And then they're like, well, maybe not. <laughs> Somebody else came <laughs> in. So it, it, it you're seeing over and over again around the league that you know goaltending is is just basically rolling a dice and just saying, well, let's see what we have here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and like you know, Markstrom's had a pretty tough season, and you know, I'm sure the Calgary guys are have been talking about that on Game Over Calgary as well, which is also running, by the way, if you're a Calgary fan. But um, yeah, Vladar had a pretty he he had an okay game. I think he's had a pretty good season, and yeah, goalies are are weird. No one was really expecting Murray and Samsonov to be two top like six goalies in terms of ex like goals saved above expected. Uh, you know, this far into the season, you know. Murray had a pretty big off game today, but um, you know he's given us a chance at every at every turn to to win games. And today we kind of had his back here, and you know we won him that game. Like he didn't really play all too well, especially on that fourth goal. I mean, the one that squeaked through. That was the fourth goal. Yeah, that was, was that was not, really not rough. very good. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was really that was very rough. rough. Um, but yeah, that's that was almost. I shouldn't say that. That was almost Toscala Islanders rough. <laughs> no, no, okay, no, nothing will ever get Maybe there. Maybe not that. Maybe not that. But that, that's a but hot did take. You, I'm did sorry. you know about that rule? The the one where it's like if it's a if it's whistled down before, but as long as it's a con continuation, it still counts. 
because that's the first time I've ever seen that called. And like I, I yeah. know, like I looked it up after, and it is part, it is what the rule is. So they did get the call right, and I do think it makes sense. But it was, it's wild. I've never seen that called before, like where it's yeah. a continuation play. Yeah, the whistle is always it's always an interesting thing because like the whistle is subjective. Like, like how long is the puck supposed to be in his chest or? in his arms before it's whistled down. So the ref can whistle it and then all of a sudden it just goes in. So like yeah, who like, makes the call of when it goes in? It's one of those weird subjective rules that yeah. hockey kind of has, but I do understand. No, I mean, that was a goal. That yeah, was, I do understand. Like he never really had it. Uh, no. But the, the thing, like the argument I guess you could make is if the whistle goes, then he thinks he has it and he won't make a desperation play. But at the end of the day, there's no, no chance he was getting that anyway. So I do understand that. But, Speaking of weird ass calls, what the hell happened with the bunting and the Matthews? That was the stupidest thing ever. They they had their hand up to call offsetting penalties with um, Lindholm and Bunting for roughing, and then yeah. they reviewed the high stick that hit Matthews, decided to award it a four minute penalty, but then they didn't give Lindholm the penalty they were originally gonna call. That should never have had, that should have been a five on three for two minutes. They're making th they're making it up as they go along. Like it was okay. just stupid as hell. All, I did not understand you, it. Why do you how do you review a high stick? Why did they review a high, like a high sticking penalty? Obviously, were think, they supposed to say, "Oh, look, th there's blood now"? Like you I, saw the yeah. blood in his face. <laughs> yeah, I think that I don't know what the review is for for the high stick. I think they were checking maybe if it was a like a follow through or one of the leaf sticks. But I like I don't know. I don't know what they were doing there. It was just weird. <laughs> they, they really had to like zoom in there and like do like some real breaking it down. So as you can see, the stick makes contact with the facial region. Okay, yeah. so that's what they had to do. Like it was, it I don't was know. Weird. NHL refereeing is mystifying. Yeah, it was weird. I like I, don't, I just don't understand it. But you know, whatever. We, we at least we won. But uh, oh, this is crazy. So David said that got David W in the chat says for the first time since October we've won a game in overtime. Yeah. Yeah, Oof. that's where we're that's one in rough. one in six going into this one. So, yeah, it's it's finally nice to to get a get it. It wasn't even three on three, so we can't even say that because <laughs> it was four on three. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, nice yeah. to get yeah. an overtime win. And, uh, you know, yeah. that was another. I hope it changes the tide. Yeah, go sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, that was another like, I think a huge portion of this game was the Flames' complete lack of care with handling their sticks, like. <laughs> They got like I think three high sticking penalties yeah, in this they were game, awfully and I think there was two missed ones as well. Like they were awful with that. Like really, the Flames shot themselves in the foot this game. Like that yeah. they they could have easily had this. Uh, but yeah, like and the, if you want to hear and, and just to cross promote here, if you want to hear uh, <laughs> our friend Audie James ranting about that. Once you're done here, head over to Game Over Calgary because I'm sure. You know, it's good to get two sides of the story. Over here, we're going to be all jubilant. And over there, they're going to be like, ah, but hey, they're our friends too. So head over there and be nice in the chat. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that's that's good. I, yeah. I think the overtime thing, I really hope they got. That's something they do have to clean up because to me, it is, it is almost correlated to, you know, winning the big game. So winning in the playoffs, like the fact that the one thing we saw that the one flaw of the team was the yips. That's what I know Steve was saying on the podcast. And that's, yeah. you know, from, from Ted Lasso, but the, the yip, it's a real thing. I think it's a real psychological situation where they, um, they, they could, they can do it, but something stops them from doing it. So I think that's what happens in the big pressure situations in overtime. So 
obviously this being four on three, you know, negates that a bit, but you know, you you hope one little thing sparks future overtimes. And obviously, you know, everyone's going to say there's no three on three in overtime, but you know, there is a lot of pressure in overtime. So that is, the, that is the difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, o- overtime is also, it's a completely different game. You know, it's, it's obviously better than Kills shootout comes. when it comes to like, you know, actually hockey, but it's, it's one still, step above yeah, <laughs> it's not, it's not 5v5. And we have a team that's particularly like slower paced. We like the cycle game. We're not too big yeah. on the rush. Nylander is really the only one of our big players who plays a rush heavy, you know, offensive style. But, you know, Tavares is slow for an elite player. And Mitch, you know, he's fast and he could play on the rush, but, you know, he likes to cycle back. And Matthew's skating isn't particularly fast either because of, you know, how big of a body he is. Um, so, yeah, over time, we're not, you know, despite the high-end talent, we're not, I think, that great at overtime. And so, you know, you got to find ways to win. In this case, we've Sandine got hit in the face. It was also really weird that we started Kampf and Sandine and I think it was Liljegren to start the OT. Like that's a was that, was that a, I, I actually kind of missed that. That's a weird that's, lineup to start OT, and I that's, that's, that's I don't a decision. know I don't know why, but I saw a tweet from uh, Kevin Papetti saying that the Marlies started two defensemen in today's OT as well, and I was like, hmm, interesting. I wonder if they're experimenting with this, you know, uh, idea of having two D to start. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's to maybe it's to gain possession and then you can take a D off so that the way if you lose the face off you have two D on and you can defend well I don't know I have no idea what they were thinking but at the same time it's it's just a thing to note it's a pretty weird lineup yeah and I don't know like yeah I mean this team I mean we're nitpicking here because this team is on an absolute unbelievable run right now yeah considering like I I put it to uh Lauren and uh Tic Tac Tomar on the last <laughs> on the last stream, it, it's almost like an alternate universe from October, this team. Like, I can't believe that was the same season. I feel like every Leaf season is like three seasons in a season, but this season more so. Like, like I don't know. Like, in the chat, I'd like to hear, you know, like, could you have imagined, like, if somebody told you six, seven weeks ago that this would be the team right now, I don't <laughs> think you'd believe it. Like, this team was like one bad game against Philadelphia from <laughs> just clearing the decks. Yeah. And, you know, you had that Anaheim game where everything went wrong, where everybody tuned in to see you and Harnish. Was that with the, the banana sad suit. banana game? Yeah. The sad banana. <laughs> yeah. I remember. That was we, were at, we were at a low point as a fan base. Uh, but record is- numbers on the stream because people love to see Leaf fans in pain. Yeah, And I don't true. blame you. Game seven, round one, last... last- Last year was our most watched, which makes sense, most watched video. But yeah, um, I'm sure you. I'm sure you hung that plaque behind you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like yeah. was so proud of losing in Game it Seven. Was, but... It was brutal. It was brutal. Man. But uh, but, but yeah, yeah like, this... this happens every year, though. I think, like you know, it happened last year as well, uh, where we had a pretty bad stretch in in October, and you know. Like, let's be real. The least fan base is pretty reactionary, which is understandable given hey. what we've been through. <laughs> like, Speak it makes for yourself. Sense. <laughs> I'm not reactionary at all. I'm very, I'm very even keeled. No, no, no. It's we're not. But yeah, we're, we're just... um, yeah. It, it does feel like we're in this spot where things are going very well, and um, you know, it's important to to like also temper expectations as well. Don't think you know we're 
infallible at this point because i do think there were a lot of things not to like about this game and they are they are relatively nitpicky and like you know like for example mitch marner is on a 22 game point streak there is not much to complain about in this uh in this you know stretch of games but his game today i didn't actually think was all that good you know he had like three pretty bad defensive turnovers that resulted in some pretty high danger chances and he was and one of them, I think, resulted in a goal eventually. There were a couple, even the Matthews turnover as well. Yeah, the Matthews turnover was pretty bad too. Like, it was just a, a bit of sloppy play here and there uh, for the Flames. And I think we very well could have been talking about how this is our first regulation loss, uh, you know, since November 11th, just as much as we're here talking about an OT win. You know, I don't think we uh, dominated the way we have the past you know, week or so, you know, especially like against LA, like that was a dominant game. That was like one of the best games I've seen all season. Oh, that but, was a um, beat down. Yeah, that was yeah. an absolute beat down. But in terms of like five on five game today, like we won because we got so many power plays, which is not not lucky. Like they were all penalties and we worked to get them, you know, so I'm not going to put the, the team down for that. But our power play and our special teams, I think, came in pretty clutch. I thought, uh, you know, a bit sloppy passing uh, compared to last game and in the games before that. But yeah, like I, not much to complain about as a fan right now. Like even if we lost today, like what do you? You know, no, it's like, what do yeah, you say? You know, I, we're, we're on a heater. I, I, I always say this and I, I, I all keep saying it is that, you know, just enjoy it. Like, and just let's enjoy, yeah, enjoy the good team because, and there's one thing that I want to say is that I know that I've seen tweets in the past, or even if you just look up the top hundred players in Leafs history. Okay. L- look it up because it's actually kind of a sad list. If you really see it, like <laughs> some of the, like the real superstars were like in the thirties, like before any of us here were born, but yeah, like with really 1930s type names, like those were <laughs> right. Like right yeah. now, if we redid the list in like 30, 40 years, at least what five of them will be on that next list. Hopefully. If yeah. We, yeah. So and, you know, we finally had there's this team has superstars. Yeah. Growing up, we this team never had superstars like since. Yeah. Like, like we I had Matt had Sundin as a, as a kid and that was we had Matt Sundin. And then he yeah. was like. And, on the wings of him we're like uh antropov and like ponikarovsky or something like that you know so i yeah like like we've had some good like blue collar players but we've never really had that like superstar you know style player like the the guys like matthews and marner the the flashy really skilled guys it's uh yeah it is something special the one thing i will complain about that really sucks and is out of our control is we have been on an absolute heater and we have made absolutely zero ground on the Bruins because they just keep winning. We're like, you can go and not lose in regulation since November 11th, a full month. And we literally haven't made any ground. It's not fair. And yet it's so, not somehow fair. they lost to the coyotes. That's the like little bit of ground we made up. Like Boston it's wild. Like Boston. I just, I just keep thinking of like that Jesse Pinkman meme. It's like, they can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> They can't keep doing it. Yeah, they and just the Celtics keep... are on the top of their league as well. Like Boston has so much good luck with when it comes damn to sports city. teams. Spoiled. That damn spoiled city. city. They yeah. never have the right to complain about any team for 20 years. Yeah. Like if honestly. they if I ever hear a complaint from a Boston fan saying, Oh, we lost this game. I'm like, listen, look <laughs> at all the rings, okay? You know how happy we were? Like when the Raptors won the championship, I couldn't even believe myself. I'm like, Oh yeah, this, that was is this possible. Incredible. This can happen to us. Like Boston, like kids who grew up in Boston, they'd be like, 
Oh, they, we've um, had like six of those. <laughs> oh yeah, there's, I remember I seen a parade the where kid just won, like four yeah, times kid has like that. a sign yeah. that says all the parades he's been to, and I'm like, shut up, kid, <laughs> you jerk. Yeah, so you know, yeah, I have a good question here, Ryan Spencer. Uh, who would you start next for the up? Uh, let me try it again. Who would start a net <laughs> for the next game? Murray was very shaky. This could be a very good competition in net that Leafs haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, well, that's that's a good point, and I would say. That's a tough one. Honestly, I, I think it's going to go up to just how the goalies feel and like I guess how Sheldon Keith feels that day. But, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with either at this point. They, that's that's the advantage you have by having two really good goalies. Like when you had Jack Campbell and, you know, Michael Hutchinson or even Eric Shelgren, it was just like, Campbell, you're back in the net. You're back in yeah. the net. You know, if, if Murray feels like he's fatigued or he's faltering or he's a little sore, you just go with Samsonov. So... I, I, I think that I just shows good things. Yeah. yeah, I think that like neither of them has have lost the net. Like this is Murray's first bad game, but yeah. like Samsonov also deserves. Like to me, it's just you alternate them until someone shows that they're worse than the other, which I don't think has happened yet. Like both of them prior to this game had shutouts. Like shutout then shutout, and you know neither of them have particularly played badly. So I think you give Sammy the next uh, next game, and then you go back to Murray the the game after until one person. Uh, you know, just has a bad outing. Yeah, I, 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 and I saw somebody else say um in there, you can't go alternating after every bad game because you know that kills confidence as well. Yeah, I think it's just I, I think that's something that's above <laughs> my pay grade. I think these the coaches probably know a lot better, you know, who's, you know, what's going on with these guys internally and what they're going on mentally as well. So, uh, I'm just happy we have two really good options because. Yeah. And something to talk about—it's been just—it's been like on a razor's edge every season. Yeah, and something to talk one. about goaltending in past seasons is we have a new goalie coach this year. In uh, oh yeah, who is it? Curtis Sanford, I Sanford, think. Sanford, yeah, yeah, I remember he was, a, he was a backup yeah. for a while. Yeah. And so you know, I don't know how much like we have no idea what goes on behind the scenes, but uh, it's pretty promising that the you know his first gig with us, we take two goalies who are sort of in a bit of like a no man's land uh, in terms of their reputation prior to this, uh, to the season. And we are getting pretty good showing out of it uh, so far. Now, obviously we're saying this after Murray has a pretty bad game, but that's going to happen. Everyone has a bad game. Yeah. You know, even Matthews will have a bad game. It's just less noticeable because he's not in, in between the pipes, you know? Uh, yeah. So yeah, goalies are tough, but it's a great problem to have when we're, we're talking about which of the two goalies that we are completely comfortable with is going to start next. So. This is the NHL version of first world problems. So yeah, exactly. Let's call, let's call it that. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about this guy before. Um, actually, first, let me let me just start and say thank you guys in the chat for for showing up. Everybody watching, thank you guys for showing up. If you guys want to be a part of the show, you guys are a part of the show, as you can see. So like it, subscribe, share it, all your friends, acquaintances, people you never talked to before. Share it to everybody <laughs> because we want to grow this. We want to keep bringing more people into the fold and have some more fun with some more friends. So thank you for that, everyone. And uh, yeah, let's uh, talk about our returning former player, Nazem Kadri. Right. And I this is him. not the first time. I miss him back. so much. My favorite. Play. I mean, he's one of my favorite players. I have it on my, if you guys go on the STPN site uh, for game over, you'll see he's one of my favorite players of all time with Nazem. I'm sorry, with Austin Matthews. <laughs> and for a few reasons. So when he was drafted, I was, was like 2009. So I was in I was in high school, and at that point, 
like I'm a, I'm Middle Eastern Canadian, a Palestinian Canadian. He's a Lebanese Canadian. And at that point, we hadn't seen like my culture hadn't seen us represented anywhere, like in the media or sport, especially in sports. Like we didn't really see it in pro sports. And I remember we were like, like our like in our culture, it's so weird. Like the pride is always there. Like anytime we see any Arab like glowing up, everybody jumps on, even if they didn't care about the Leafs. Like all the uncles were like, Nazim Qadri, he's for the Maple Leaf. <laughs> star Maple Leaf. He will be the best player. So, you know, it was kind of big, you know. And um, yeah, I know he when he finally broke out in like 2017, 2018, 2019, like I was really behind this guy. And then, you know, the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Those suspensions. It was just rough. It, it was so tough because I had such a, an affinity for this guy because it's not just the culture too. It's, the way he played, like the kind of the confidence, the brashness, you know, not giving those one word answers, like really showing emotion on the ice. Yeah. Which and, was uh, also his like downfall as a leader as well, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, my. and yeah. And when he won the cup, I got, I became an Avs fan for that run because oh, I yeah. really wanted to. I think every Leafs fan. Yeah. Did. I mean, come on. <laughs> We're not Especially, you know, after what happened in St. Louis, you know, yeah. with those fans, not all St. Louis fans, but. The, those fans on Twitter who, yeah. you know, said their things. And then uh, he, you know, shoved it in their faces and then he beat them. And then I think one of my favorite, he gave us one of the best sound bites in NHL history when he looked in the camera and said, anybody who said I'm a liability in the playoffs can kiss my ass. <laughs> and I yeah. cheered so loud, knowing full well he was talking about us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, Leaf fans. Definitely talking about Leaf fans. Like, and yeah. I'm not going to lie, like, you know, after he did those, th- I-, I didn't necessarily think it was a good idea to keep him on the team, you know, after those two suspensions. Um, but man, I miss him. Like, I don't really care. Like, I-, I understand why we did it, but he is a special player, man. And, and you know, <laughs> we it, it yeah. sucks because we got Barry and Kerfoot and Barry didn't work out at all. And now Kerfoot's no. sort of on the, on the, you know. On the end, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah exactly. He's, he's... Like, He's not Kadri, let's just say. Yeah, Kerfoot, exactly. Kerfoot, <laughs> but, one know, of these things, not the same. It um, is what it yeah. is. Uh, yeah, Kadri was a he was a special player, and yeah, like I, I yeah, I just miss him. Still yeah, love him. We we all love him here. You know, he yeah, he's just and I, I just love those players that kind of like bring. I'll always have a soft spot for guys who bring that outward emotion and passion in the game. Yeah, you know that's why. I Also, even though he was a Montreal star for a while, I also love PK Subban for yeah. the same reason. That yeah. he always showed that personality. I think we're seeing it more. I like, yeah, I like you, that you Matthews. See it more. Yeah. Matthews and Marner are especially on our team. You know, yeah. they're they're always just kind of like, because it's at the end of the day, this is a fun. It's we're doing, we're watching for fun, right? Yeah. This is entertainment. We're here to have fun. Let these guys have fun. Like let the let that old guard kind of, you know, go away. You know, yeah. we want to see these guys show their emotion and show, you know, who they really are. Let's see in the chat here, guys. Give us some questions, you know? Give us some material. Let's let's talk here. What a question nope. I actually wanted to ask you as well was uh what did you think of Joey Anderson? Debut game for uh, the season. Joey Anderson. Yeah, you know, he he came in know, for uh, Marley's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the depth is definitely a question for the team, but you know, I you know, I I can't say I don't too much about Joey Anderson. Um but, you know, if you're crashing the net in the third period, almost becoming the hero, I, you know, he did, you're obviously making an impression to the team. Um, you know, he's a, he's a good, 
He's a good grinding type player. I didn't notice him too, too, too much, but... Yeah, he does um, a lot of the thought, little stuff right. Yeah. I wasn't anticipating too much from him because the, the, the scouting report, at least, that I was reading uh, is that he's a pretty solid grinder type with good defensive metrics and stuff like that, but his skating is uh, probably the weakest part of his game, and you did see that a couple times in this game. Like There was one play where I think he was uh, in a foot race with like Nikita Zadorov and it was pretty tight and Nikita Zadorov is not a good skater. So like Anderson skating isn't that good, but he had a great game. He drew two big penalties. Um, yeah. And then there was this, uh, like what really surprised me was the defensive side of the game. There's this one shift in like the second period where he cut off, like we were being hemmed in the zone for like 40, 50 seconds. And in that whole play, he cut off two passes. He made up a, he made like a stand up play, took a hit uh, right at the blue line. And then he made a breakout pass. And it was just like, really well executed NHL level defending. And uh, yeah, I just was really impressed with him in this game. A lot of composure for for someone who's, you know, having his first NHL game of the season so far. And I understand that he has NHL time before, so he's not exactly a, a prospect prospect. Uh, yeah. He had a ton of time with the Devils. But uh, yeah, really liked what I saw of him. And, you know, even with Engvall coming back from his suspension next game, I think he should probably get the look in over Wayne Simmons because Simmons had a pretty rough game today. I love him, but it was a pretty yeah. rough game. Like he took two penalties. <laughs> like Anderson drew two, he took two. And, uh, you know, he just didn't have that great of a game. So I do want to see Anderson kind of stick around for another uh, and maybe have Wayne Simmons sit for the next one. Yeah, kind of weird. It, it's it's kind of funny that I, I almost forgot that Joey Anderson was acquired for Andreas Janssen. Yeah. And Andreas Janssen I feel like, not having a great year. <laughs> I feel like we, I feel like he, he was really good and I was really sad when he left and then he just, it just tanked. I don't know. I don't know gone. what, I don't know what happened. Him and Kapanen. Him. him and Kapanen are, are kind of on the outside. Kapanen you know? had a good first year with the Penguins, but then like after that, like he's been getting healthy yeah. scratched and Johnson was waived earlier this year. And like, you know, those are guys that are making like three, three point four and 3.2, I think million on the cap. So it's really good that we got out of those without giving up assets. Like, you know, looking back <laughs> at it right now, because uh, yeah. that's a that's a hefty cap for a guy you're healthy scratching. I just saw in the chat and I completely forgot. How could we forgot Matt Murray deciding he is no longer goaltending? He decided to yeah. not tend the <laughs> yeah. goal anymore. That sequence was insane. Decided to kamikaze himself towards the puck. Like, and then I'm like, no way. This is going to be another one of those classic. If you're a goaltender and the goal yeah. situations. but. Yeah, when he when the flames had possession he was like almost at the blue line and i'm like oh my god how is this not gonna go in the net it was but, weird how nonchalantly he skated back like it was he, just, he didn't like he didn't panic at all like going he, for a job like he just <laughs> yeah and then he made the the pad save while he was at like the hash marks it was wild huh? like that was such an interesting uh <laughs> uh sequence there that was hilarious also like murray Murray gets run into every single game. Can you not invite getting run into? Like, can you not run into other people? We need yeah. you healthy, Matt Murray. You gotta stay healthy. Stay on that. Stay on dry ice. Load management does not mean running into other players. Uh, another good question here uh, from Brian Spencer: What key player as of today would you want for a deadline move? Do you think we need a deadline move to, um, you know, really propel us? I say yes, we do, just because, you know. You don't rest on your laurels when you're a contender. The team does it does need depth. Obviously, the team is playing out of it out of this world right now, but you know, the playoffs are obviously a different story. So I mean for me, would you want to see? 
I, I want to see a top six left wing. I can't pull one Damn. out right now, but a top six left wing is the highest priority. I think we've sort of solved our right D depth issue. Like, I don't think we really have a defensive depth issue right now. You know, we've no, had a good. ton of injuries and we've managed to actually do pretty solid. And, you know, we got guys like Mac Hollowell and Connor Timmons and, you know, um, Victor Mete, Jay, uh, I keep on saying Jamie Ben, Jordy Ben. Uh, and so like, you know, I think we've got a decent amount of defensive depth and, you know, having Hall in the top four role, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's less of a priority for me than getting a top yeah. six left wing, especially now that we have like Yarn Croak out and Robertson's going to miss six to eight weeks. You know, that's a decent chunk of time. Um, we have a hole there and we haven't really yeah. found someone to to fit. And I think Mulgan had a pretty good game. He didn't play like any of the first period because uh, he took a high stick and had to get stitched up. But um, yeah, Mulgan did all right there. But he's not—he's not who you want in that spot. And I don't think no. Yarncroak is who you want in that spot. And I don't think Robertson's ready for that yet when it comes to playoff time. You know, uh, so I do think a top six left wing position is our most uh, you know high priority uh, trade line trade deadline acquisition. And that's kind of what I hope they're going towards. But yeah, yeah. I think I mean, obviously the, a, a top six left winger will, will create more depth as you move guys down. Uh, I feel like depth scoring was what one of their downfalls against Tampa to where it's like you didn't get the goals when you needed them. I think the defense is fine. I, I think we kind of have like, you know, carryover from previous years in our minds that we always think the Leafs automatically always need more defense. I think that's just kind of like the automatic response. But I think this season, they've shown that they are very capable of playing really good defensive hockey. And now they have guys who can actually stop pucks at a decent clip. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Top left winger. Again, I think I've heard some names, but like, you know, they're they're not exactly positionally the same, but you'd have to kind of like finagle them in. Like maybe a Ryan O'Reilly, you know, maybe I've heard he's played some wing in the past. So, you know, somebody who has Stanley Cup experience, a veteran, you know, grinder, but that could easily turn into a Nick Felino situation. <laughs> so maybe we should uh, be a little bit careful with that. Yeah. 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 I just want, I just want someone who can keep up with, you know, Tavares and, and uh, Barter, you know, someone who can finish. I thought Yarn Crook was really good in that role. And, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe he is the answer. Like, we've really only seen him two games and he was pretty solid there. But, uh, yeah, like, just, he's a, like, I don't think he's, the net the answer you know i think that that is the biggest no question. not not at that not at that line you know you want to be as perfect as you can because going into the playoffs obviously in the first round you're probably going to face tampa bay again all right and you know if you what you know you expect to get past that so you're going to run into a boston or a new jersey teams that are you know they don't have many flaws you have to really squint to, to see the flaws in those teams so so yeah, I would say you gotta upgrade as much as you can. And uh, with with that, everybody, we are about to sign off here. This has been a great Saturday, great game, really fun to watch, and another Leafs win. Everybody, go out enjoy it. <laughs> Have enjoy it. Relish in more wins. Thirteen games with a point. Haven't lost in a month. Enjoy it, everybody. We have Tampa Bay. I'm oh, sorry, Tampa Bay. Why oh, did I say Tampa Bay? I had Tampa Bay on my mind. We have Anaheim coming up next. <laughs> Very Anaheim different teams. Ducks. Tampa and Anaheim. Very different teams. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just so funny that the last time they played 
the Anaheim Ducks, yeah. and we were in a very we were not very situation. happy. Yeah. Oh boy, but um, yeah, the Anaheim Ducks will be visiting Toronto on Tuesday, and you guys tune in to Game Over Toronto for that as well. We'll see you there. For Game Over Toronto, my name is Fuad Suleiman. You can follow me at under, Fuad underscore sports. That's on Twitter, on TikTok as well. And I'm Armand Punthiki, and you can find me on Twitter at, at Armand Punthiki. That's it. Uh, yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining. And uh, yeah, the Leafs are definitely not losing ever again. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Take it easy. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.